Thursday, October 14th, 2010, and this is This Week in Web Development. I'm Trevor Ty, a new media developer, and I have with me co-hosting uh, Dalen Wood, and Dalen is also a uh, small business uh, website web application developer. Uh, my company is called North Republic, NorthRepublic.com. And is there any other title that you'd like? Know. CEO? No. <laughs> no, that's good. Web developer. That's what I. That's what I usually tell people. <laughs> so, uh, today we're going to be going over. Uh, couple of things in the website development that has uh, just popped up. Uh, one of the big stories that have just happened is uh, the uh, patent that's uh, being claimed by, uh, I believe it's a pharmaceutical company which bought out uh, another website company. Uh, and they're basically suing for drop-down menus, which makes doing <laughs> website development very interesting now <laughs> yeah gonna put a lot of a lot of sites into a sort of a weird situation although I don't really foresee it being an image for uh, an issue for for <laughs> for most websites it's probably only only the big guys that need to worry they're gonna come after the companies with the, the deepest pockets I think so in other words if you don't get big you're okay yeah so if you just building websites for for sort of medium-sized companies like we tend to do, then it's not really an issue. But it's like anything; they they're gonna the, the guys who hold these patents for these crazy things just go after the the people who will tend to settle who have money. They'll just get it out of the way and fork over the cash. Pretty silly, though. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing now? I think Abercrombie and Fitch. Bed Bath and Beyond, Dell. So these are big companies. E Trade. What's surprising is that Apple settled. Oh really? Yeah, from the Twitter yeah. article uh, that they had posted on here, uh, it said that Apple also had uh, settled with them, which is really funny because Apple invented the drop. Well, Xerox invented the drop-down menu. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I mean, I suppose you could claim prior art. Right, as far back as 1984. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know too much about how the whole patent thing works and how... I don't understand how someone could ever get to the point where they own a, a concept like that. It seems sort of to be sort of ubiquitous with the web now, and it's, I mean... Just seems like it kind of belongs to everybody, you know. Well, it's like the idea of like having a, a menu or a link or something like that. Like, imagine if someone, if someone, if someone claimed patent on a on a hyperlinks, <laughs> what that would do to the internet. I mean, it would. That's the all the internet is is a series of hyperlinks. So it would uh, that would put a put a damper on things pretty quick. Yeah, it pretty much destroy the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, among other things, uh, let's talk a little bit about Internet Explorer Nine. Have you had a look at it yet? Yeah. And what's your? Um, ver- I haven't installed it, but what's that? Oh, I was just asking for your verdict on it. Um, I'm of the mind that I mean the way. Microsoft kind of does it, or typically is they'll um, they'll release a new version of the browser, which sort of has has some new sort of fancy stuff. But they and they tend to fix some of the issues with previous versions, but then they tend to break a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm sort of I'm optimistic though because they're I mean the the acid three tests look really good, and they're they're doing like a lot of HTML five stuff, which is good and. But, I mean, I know the way Microsoft kind of does this stuff is I want them to get the, the simple stuff right first, right, and focus on that. I want to be able to not have to worry about 
spending hours debugging for IE anymore. I'm not so concerned about these super advanced HTML5 canvas things. Like, I mean, that's good and it's cool, but as someone who builds websites for a living, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm more worried with just saving myself the hassle of having to always go back and spend time adjusting and, and tweaking for, for IE. And it's not really so much an issue anymore. I mean, it used to be a lot worse than it is now, but um, I just hope they don't screw up a whole bunch of other stuff. Have you, have you installed and used the beta at all? Or? Yeah, uh, some of the 3D features are rather impressive, but yeah. it's still going to be my fourth browser. I'm yeah, just well, for gonna... sure. I mean, go ahead. And that's the thing about that's the thing about IE is the people that really use IE are the people that don't really care about any of that HTML5 stuff. I mean, if they see it, they think it's fancy or whatever and cool. But I mean, the people who are into that stuff are using Chrome and they're using Safari and Firefox and these different things. They, they, none of them are using IE. The people that use IE are the people that buy a computer, install Windows, and just leave whatever's default. They don't they don't even the concept of a web browser doesn't even mean anything to them. They just it's just the internet to them, right? They don't they don't know the difference between the different browsers or that, that there are even other browsers. I mean, even just case in point, like I spoke with my sister the other day and um, she had some software she was trying to install and it wouldn't work. She uses Safari because she has a Mac and that's the browser that comes with the Mac and uh, she was asking me about this Firefox thing because it needed that to work and she says what's that and will that will that screw up my Safari and all that like she didn't understand that it's it's a separate application it does the same thing basically so the concept of web browsers isn't really something that's common knowledge to a lot of people that don't care they just want to get on the internet so this is the problem with I six and why it's such an issue is because anyone who bought a computer with Windows XP as the as the operating system that came with it is using IE six unless they bought it in the last little while and then they're using IE seven or IE eight. But that's why it's so widespread, right? Yeah. Um, that being said, do you still develop for IE six? Um. Yeah, I do for the most part. Um, although I'm, I'm at the point where there are certain things I don't worry too much about anymore. Um, I try to get the site so that it's completely functional in IE6 and that in, anything that the, that, the, that the users need to access isn't being uh, um, obscured or um, hidden or anything like that. So I make sure that it looks as close as it can to, to what I intended it to look. And I mean, if, you're, if you've done enough CSS. I mean, it's not that hard to do. It's just, I mean, there's certain issues with, like, the, the double margin errors and all that sort of stuff, and transparency not being supported and all that sort of stuff. But I think if if you um, if you built enough of these things, you can sort of accommodate for that up front. And I think it's very rare now that I'll build a site and then check it in i 6 and it'll just explode. That doesn't really happen that much. Um, and then like what a lot of people doing is I'll, I'll do stuff that doesn't work in i6 but it doesn't impact the 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 the, the users getting the sort of content that they need it just sort of makes it some of the bells and whistles and stuff it sort of adds like things like rounded corners with without having to use images stuff like that i mean i use some of that and i don't really it's not really going to affect the users if if they come to the site and they don't see the fancy around the corners, I mean, they probably don't even notice that sort of stuff. So, yeah, um, the people that do notice that sort of stuff are using Firefox or Chrome or Safari or whatever, right? Yeah, uh, you're much nicer than I am. I just will not develop <laughs> for IE six. Uh, yeah, as you know. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. Uh, there was a big thing on the internet. Uh, little while ago I think back in March uh, where we had a, held a online funeral for IE6 I had a glass of scotch in right. its honor <laughs> and you know yeah. <laughs> good riddance bad rubbish yeah. Well, the, 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 yeah the way that I sort of look at it is um, 
I mean, if if a company comes to me and pays me to build their their own website, and then say I I build the site and for whatever reason it explodes in IE six, well, and my say my clients customers can't see the website that. Uh, that, or get the information they need because I didn't optimize it for I6. Because the bottom line is, depending on your demographic, I mean, there are still lots of people using I6. I mean, there's not it's not even close to what it was even a year ago or two years ago. But if you're building a site for um, that's for um, I mean, where the 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 users are of a certain demographic, I mean, chances are that there's going to be a handful of them that are using I6. And all you're doing is, if you're not at least making the site usable in IE6, is you're just basically telling your clients that you're not really that concerned about their customers or their business. You're just sort of trying to trying to make make things easier on yourself. And it's and I mean, within reason, it's not that tough to get things to work pretty seamlessly in IE6. It just takes a little bit of foresight. And I mean, I'm just used to doing that anyways. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't waste a bunch of time be de- debugging um, really that much for i6. But I always make sure that things try to, or at least function. I still, every time I build a site, I still test it in i6 for sure. I but, test my and sites and as I don't well. Know how long that'll last? Uh, I, I just give it a quick check. But I mean, uh. Like on my website, Internet Explorer is about twenty percent of my page views. So, yeah. that's relatively low. I mean, on the entire internet, it's below fifty percent now. Yeah. So, so what what version of IE are typically people using? Seven. Eight. Eight. Yeah. At least that's yeah, at least. Yeah, I found there's weird little. There's weird little differences between seven and eight too that just drive me nuts. Like when I'm testing, it's like I don't know. I just don't understand what, how they sort of choose what what. To, like it, it's just it's it's obvious that they don't really care too much about consistency, right? Because they're kind of all over the place. But whatever. Yeah, that's my opinion on uh, Internet Explorer. I will develop it for eight because. For security reasons, IT administrators should have everyone using IE8, right? If we're talking 100% security policy, everyone should be on IE8, period. Yeah. But I know there are lots of companies where they have specific software that will work for IE6 only. And in that case... I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm working on a on a, a, redo, a redo of a big application right now that was originally built and optimized for i6. And uh, part of the reason why I why I was brought on was to to, to make it work in other browsers because the, the people who developed it built it just to work in IE, and at the time it was i6, so it doesn't even work properly in IE8. And uh, like it doesn't it's not even functional and this is like an application that lots of people use so uh, yeah yeah and the other point I was getting to was um those uh the way that corporations use their computers is changing right right uh IT services are blocking websites only allowing people to go to specific vendor websites and et cetera, et cetera. Right. And it's even getting to the point where, you know, computers are being audited and whatnot. And if you're caught shopping online or doing non-company, non-company things on the company's computer during company time, that's, uh, leads to terms for dismissal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked for, and I won't, like I've worked for larger organizations, and one a company I worked for years ago. I won't say who it is, but um, I remember I worked with these guys who they they knew that the internet was being audited, and there was a guy there in the building who was watching what people were viewing. And just as a joke, this guy would go to different computers and he'd log on to Playboy.com and he'd say, "Okay, just just wait," and he'd wait a few minutes, and sure enough, this guy would come around looking for who was on Playboy.com. It was hilarious. 
and uh, I can't imagine now working at a place that does that. It's just, I, don't know. I mean, I understand, I guess, for larger organizations, how if you've got people spending hours a day on Facebook or whatever, how that could be an issue, but I don't know. I just think it's crazy that just the idea that someone is monitoring what you're watching, what you're doing online is just nuts. Yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> so, uh, I work for a place, I won't say where, uh, but they do that as well. And, you know, yeah. I do a lot of research and reading, keeping my skills fine-tuned, whatnot. Yeah. And if they think that's term for dismissals then okay <laughs> because uh the way their it administrator is he'd want to put everyone back on ie6 so in which right. case i mean when i got there well, that's not good for anybody yeah when i got there uh they had almost zero web traffic and i've in the two years i've been there their web traffic has gone from uh, zero page views per month to over 15,000 page views per month. So a lot of uh, Twitter, social media, that kind of thing to get uh, you know people reinterested in their websites. So and they had they actually do block Facebook there so yeah I mean I can see that as someone who worked as um, a teacher like a Nate when I was teaching there and you'd be in a classroom full of 20, 20 year olds or whatever 17, 19, 20 and uh, I mean it was just stupid how entrenched these guys are in Facebook it's like everything is you, you turn around for a second and they're all opening up Facebook or you give them 10 minutes to work on something and they all open up Facebook and it's like I can totally understand why in that sort of setting I mean I used to try to to um, to keep them or separate what we're doing from the computers as often as I could just because I knew that the minute I left let them loose on the computers they'd be on Facebook and uh, so I can see I mean I, I can't imagine the number of man hours that it that it, that Facebook itself is responsible for for eating. <laughs> I mean, it's in the it's in the, the hundreds of millions for sure. Yeah, but I mean, um, like the company I work for, they don't even have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the, I mean, there's and that's a different thing altogether. But like understanding the how to how to leverage it. I just think if I mean, if you're running a company, the idea is. I think ideally you want to hire people that you know are going to get their work done and are interested in what they're doing. Um, and if they spend time on the web, I mean, especially when you do what we do, and that's sort of part of it. It's like I, I learn most of what I know about the web by, by being on the web all the time, right? Yeah. Um, and the reason why I'm I'm good at what I do is because I'm immersed in it and I sort of know... Or I keep I keep my uh, I keep in sort of in the know, right? Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine working for 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 an organization that that tried to tried to um, control that. But I mean, then again, I don't I don't run a company where with fifty or hundred employees, so I don't really know. I mean, I, I can imagine it because not everybody has, has self discipline, right? Not everybody can. Can, when they have work to do, can sit in front of a computer and get their work done and ignore ignore the the, the temptation of the of the inbox or Twitter or Facebook or whatever, right? Well, I mean that comes back to you know utilizing resources and that kind of thing, and you know delegating. Yeah, that's essentially what it comes down to. But yeah, for, sure. yeah, for the most part. Uh, from what I've been told is the head honcho doesn't believe that anyone goes on the internet. So got a lot to fight against. Yep. (laughs) Yes. Nobody uses the internet. (laughs) The internet's where people go for porn. 
Um, yeah, it's, it's dead. Yes. It's old memes. The net is dead. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on to uh, other things here. Uh, mobile platforms. Um, I've tweeted this and announcing it to the world here. But I have an Android phone here, and I love the mobile browser which one, which in it. Which one do you have? The HTC. Which one do you have? Pardon? Which phone do you have? The HTC. Yeah, the HTC Desire. Right. And you like you like it? It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad I got this instead of an iPhone four. Yeah. You have an iPhone 4, don't yeah, you, Dalen? Uh, what's that? Sorry? You have an iPhone 4, don't you, Dalen? Yeah, I have an iPhone 4, yeah. Yeah, I've had, um, I got a 3G when it when it came out, sort of the, the day they came out in Canada a couple of years back, and, um, and, um, I used that for a couple of years, and then I, I got the, uh, iPhone 4 when, as soon as I could get my hands on one, which is about three months after it was, uh, launched here in Canada. It was hard to get, get a hold of, but yeah, I love it. I think it's, it's, it's great. I, uh, you'd have a, a hard time convincing me to, to switch to something else, but I think I could convince you to switch fan, to so. Android. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've used a few, a few different Android phones and I mean, I think I, I, I definitely see the appeal. Um, but I just think, I mean, uh, when you look at these, the, just the sort of, um, I don't know, I'm just, I mean, it's, it's a bit like, uh, like, uh, um, it's, it's a bit of a, um, a crazy argument, but I, I don't know. I just think I'm, I'm just a huge fan of the, of the way that uh, Apple does stuff on the, on the mobile devices. And, um, I just don't think there are any of the Android devices that come close, but that's just an opinion I guess well I got two <laughs> for you to check out and I'll be happy to show you my phone anytime uh, the HTC Desire yeah, here. No, I'd, I'd be interested to... and the Samsung Galaxy S yeah yep. that's the one you have the Desire yeah. yeah that's basically like the remake of the Nexus 1 right yeah, see, that's the thing about um, about these operating systems is you've got so iOS, which is basically, I mean, it's one phone. Um, the hardware is developed by the same guys that built the software, so you've got this sort of this um, integration that you just don't see on on other platforms. Where and then you've got. Android, which is basically an operating system that's being licensed by the phone manufacturers or the carriers or, or whatever, right? So you've got, I mean, there are um, scores of different versions of the Android operating system, and they've all been sort of customized for these different phones. So it's got, it's not, it's kind of a, an unfair comparison because they're not really like I don't, I don't even know if they're really even if you can even really compare the two or I don't even really think they're competing. I think globally, if you look at the, the numbers, I think there are a lot more people with Android phones. Am I, I'm, I'm guessing, but I think that's probably the case. And I think it's just because there, there's that much more option, right? Like it's, if you, if you're going to get an iPhone, you're going to get an iPhone. Um, and you've got that, the one operating system. But I mean, if you're just going to get a phone, chances are that it's probably going to be, if it's not an iPhone, it's probably going to be an Android phone, or it's going to be Palm, the Palm OS, or something like that, right? Well, that's like how many thing. different how many different Android phones are there? There's dozens, right? There are dozens, but there are basically uh, two to three different versions of the OS. There's 1.6, which is on the lower, slower end phones, and there's right. 2.1 which is right. basically like the iOS kind of thing and 2.2 which I am very patiently waiting for Telus to roll out. Right. 
So, so isn't it the case though that isn't it the case though that the carriers um, license the software and then they 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 have their own implementations of it? Not implementations. Like is that not how it's done, or is it? Are they they, cu- they no, customize so are, it a little bit. Aren't they? Yeah, right. So it's not like with with iOS where it's like there's four different versions, but they're just for the four different or three different iPhones, right? You've got, like, there's a version for iPhone 3G, there's a version for the original iPhone, there's a version for the 3DS, and there's a version for the iPhone 4, but there's no variation at all. It's just when you download it from Apple, it's, it's, uh, everyone gets the same version, right? Yeah, it works similar with Android, except that, like, because I have a Telus phone, I have the little Telus logo and it says it's a Telus phone. Whereas if this right. were a Bell Sim, say, or whatever, um, it would be, uh, you know, the Bell kind of branding. That's yeah. about so as far as the, um... as sorry, far as I, sorry, as far as I understand, that's the extent of the customization, unless they really decide to lock it down. Right. Um, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why I picked this phone is uh, because it's very, very close to the Nexus One. If I really, really had to, I would root it and hack it. Is it a is it a hardware keyboard or a software keyboard? It's a touchscreen keyboard. Right, so it's a software based keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Are most of the Android phones now software based keyboards? Yes. Yeah. Except for the Android Pro. Right. Which is uh, basically a Palm like device, or a Blackberry like device. Right. That's a new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a Motorola one. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, again, a thing that, like, just tying this back to sort of web development, I think um, one of the things that's great about all these sort of new smartphones is that for the most part, and I think it's even going more towards this, they're all using some implementation of a WebKit browser, which I think from a web development standpoint is great because you've got this great rendering engine or browser um, that, or whatever, the core of the browser that, that really sort of takes away the need to create mobile versions of your websites, right? Like, I remember when I first got my iPhone, looking at websites and thinking, oh, wow, this is like, it's actually rendering the website the way it looks on my computer. I mean, granted, it's way smaller, and sure, there's lots you can do to optimize that part of it, but the rendering itself, like, I remember looking at websites on, like, old, old text-based phones, where it was just, like, crazy. You just have this sort of vertical list of the hyperlinks and then the content there's no images and it was just like obviously this crazy stripped down version of the web but now you've got like and and how many different um i or oh we lost our connection <laughs> Lost connection there. Uh, you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just talking about the different the different phone operating systems. I think for the most part they're all if they aren't already using WebKit browsers, they're going towards it. Like I know the iPhone or all the iOS devices. So iPhone, iPad uses WebKit. Android uses WebKit. The Symbian phones I think are using WebKit. WebOS, so, so Palm's operating system is using WebKit. Um, even the new version of the like the BlackBerry OS, I think the the new browser is a WebKit browser. The Kindle uses a WebKit browser, so it's like, and 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 I think like from a a, a web development point, I mean that's that sort of makes what you can do on the web for mobile stuff that much sort of richer, right? I think it's no, it's, there's no doubt that that's where the industry is going. It's like mobile is the new 
space, right? Like everything, everyone's going to have a computer in their pocket, and that's sort of what where what they're using is probably if not if not their primary browsing device, at least at least a, a, a large portion of, of their browsing is going to be done on these machine on these portable devices, right? Absolutely, I completely agree with you one hundred percent. That's why I mostly develop for WebKit. And to be fair, I do have a iPod Touch, so when I yeah. check, I say to check them in both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean even even like with like on on the desktop, you've got Safari, obviously, and and uh, Chrome, and um, I mean it just seems to me that like when Apple open sourced um, WebKit or KHTML or whatever they called it. Um, I just think, I mean, that is probably what started this whole, or at least made this whole mobile space that much um, better. Is just like all these, all these different devices using this really capable browser. I think it's great. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm a big fan of. I just, I hate the idea of a mobile version of website. Um, just because I feel like. I think designing it once and sort of optimizing it for everything so that it sort of, yeah. And so that it, it'll work everywhere. I think that's sort of the way to go. Um, although with CSS three and you can do these sort of media queries where you can sort of using, using CSS, you can control or serve up different sort of versions of things. And which I think is kind of neat too, but, um, I've never been a fan of, in fact, I don't remember the last time I did this of building a separate version of this of a website for mobile. It's more just about optimizing for everybody to start with, you know. Yeah, uh, I have to fix my site in my my mobile phone. Uh, breaks quite a bit on yeah. there. The scaling doesn't work quite right. Right, but. I mean, other than that, I mean, it looks fantastic. I have no issues with it. I'm glad it's WebKit. It's like Apple developed WebKit, then Google took it and ran with it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think um, I think that Apple open sourcing WebKit was probably one of the smartest things they could have done because it just what it what it did is it sort of pushed the whole mobile thing forward, right? And it's like, sure. Google and all and Palm and all these different companies are are competing with Apple, but I think the fact that now everybody's using a WebKit browser, almost everybody, sort of, yeah, almost everybody, just means that like now Apple or Apple knows anything they do is going to be, or people are going to be building stuff that will work on all of Apple's devices, with uh, the obvious exception being Flash, right, which is the one sort of the one thing that's that's not um, it's not no longer sort of um, accessible to everybody. I mean, I really noticed this with, like, I have an iPad, um, which I never thought I'd really need, or I actually didn't buy it. My wife got it for me, and uh, I wasn't even going to buy one, but I can't believe how, like, if you, if I didn't have it anymore, I would feel like, like a sense of loss, just because I've gotten so used to, like, I just love it for being able to surf the web and stuff like that, and and I use it probably as my primary web browsing device now, other than when I'm working and I'm doing research or this or that. But when I'm just sort of surfing the web for the sake of reading or this or that, that's what I'm using. And um, and you really notice the whole that not having Flash sort of leaves, which I think sucks. But I mean, basically, if your site has content on it that has Flash. It just, I just don't see it. It just doesn't exist. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know what that, kind of sucks, you know what you're kind of seeing there? You're kind of seeing search engine optimization because uh, Flash, I know Adobe says that it gets read, but it can't be as good as just text because this is what the spiders see, right? right? So, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Flash. I think everyone who follows my Twitter feed knows that. I, I still yeah. develop some things in Flash. Flash is necessary for some things, but yeah. uh, should it be yeah. used you know really widely on the web? No. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I think it's at the point now where there's nothing that Flash really offers that you can't that you can't do in other ways now. Like it, it used to be that it was the best the best game in town for video and audio and all these different things and doing like sort of really rich immersive stuff and and that's probably still the case. Like, but I don't remember. Like I haven't opened up Flash like the application in years. And I used to be like when I started, I was a Flash developer. That's what I did. I mean. When my first job, I got hired as a Flash guy. That's what I did, and I used it for years. Um, and I haven't even opened it in a couple of years, and it's just because I just I just don't see the need for it. I don't. There's nothing that like I haven't come across a project where I thought, okay, the best way to do this would be to use Flash. That hasn't occurred. It's not like I'm purposefully not trying to use Flash. It's just that that just hasn't occurred. And um, and especially now, just with me with me using the iPad as my primary browsing device, it's like if if I come across something that's all flashy, just right away, it's just it's like I don't even see it. I just I just move on, and yeah. I don't get to see that content. Which, I mean, you could argue that's obviously a shortcoming of the iPad itself, and for sure it is. Um, uh. But I don't see I don't see that changing. Like I don't think I don't think Flash is going to be. Um, around that much longer, or or and I think it's going to be the situation where I come across content that I can't read on the iPad because it's Flash. That's going to that's and it already has. It's going to slowly. That's not going to be an issue anymore. Like it's pretty rare now when I go to a site where there's video that isn't optimized for for the iPad as well as whatever different browsers and stuff because that's just what people are doing now and you can't like you can't um, ignore the iOS devices anymore because so many people are using them, right? Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. I mean, if you're going to make a video for the iOS device, just use the one video. You don't need to have a Flash-specific one for, you know, your advertiser or whatever if you want to throw that in there. Um, Well, I know, know, like, a lot of... um, a lot of sites are even now like 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 I use Vimeo for um for hosting a lot of video stuff that I do like the, one of the sites I that I run called the Edmo Sessions where um it's all video content and I use Vimeo for that and recently Vimeo just pushed a new version of their player which is great because it auto detects where you're coming from and it feeds you like seamlessly feeds you the proper version so for instance if you're on Safari on the Mac you get the um, HTML5 MP4 video. Mm-hmm. If you're on Chrome, you get that as well. But if you're on Firefox, because Firefox doesn't support that, it only supports um, whatever the uh, Vorbis or what's the what's Og? The, I can't remember Theria or something. Og Theria or whatever. Yeah. Um, then, uh, then you get the Flash version. And if you're on the iPhone, you get the the MP4. If you're on the iPad, you get so it's like seamless. Um, and that's all just in one you just embed you just use the same embed code and it automatically takes care of it so it's great Um, and I think a lot of services like YouTube now obviously works on the iPad and all these different and there's a lot more like it just every every um, every sort of major video player I think is is has seen the writing on the wall and realizes that okay flash is not going to be the de facto video standard anymore or for very long and they're 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 uh, updating their sort of systems to accommodate that. Yeah. Um, now this brings me to a very big question. As you know, uh, Microsoft is shortly launching uh, Windows Phone Seven. Let's talk yeah. mobile Internet Explorer. Right. So this is a. Uh... Windows Phone 7, which I think is the most ridiculous name for a phone offerings or a phone ever, but I just don't get it. You mean other than Kin? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. I just don't get it. It doesn't. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. I don't know. I think that or Microsoft has a lot of like weird people working for them. Did you see that whole? Did you see that whole thing they did where they had like a funeral for the iPhone? Yeah, I don't know what was up with that. Like, I don't know who thought that would be a, a good idea, and how, or how, like how that would come across. Like, it just makes it look pathetic. I don't know. Well, 
this is what Microsoft has to fight against. Um, I wrote this in my blog on OptionKey.ca, but this is essentially the nitty-gritty. You have Apple on one side, completely enclosed, closed structure, user experience is number one. That's what you got. You have Android on the other side, which is free to license, use, you can modify it, change it, do what you want with it, ship it out, throw it on your phones, just be happy. Then you have Microsoft. You have to pay a licensing fee. And... So the, this is the, the phone manufacturers or the carriers? Is that who does it? They have to pay the licensing fee? The manufacturers have to pay a licensing fee. Okay. It's Windows. Yeah. I don't know when don't... you get a free version of Windows. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I just think Microsoft is so irrelevant now. I don't even really spend too much time thinking about them. They just, I mean, they're just... I mean, they're still, the thing is, they still make a ton of money. They're still hugely profitable. They, like, no one can say that they're, a, by any stretch, like, haven't seen, like, failing or anything. I mean, they, they make billions and billions of dollars, um, and they probably will forever, but they're just not, like, you know, they used to be, like, this, like, ruthless, cutthroat company that would just take over things and, they were like the company and now they're just so irrelevant I don't even I mean I don't know and I think I just sort of see this as like this whole foray into like this who this new Windows Phone 7 thing like their old the Windows Windows Mobile stuff is so bad now it's like it's just too late I think I just think they're like the Android phones too many people have Android phones and are and are love them or they have iPhones and love them like where? What's their market for this new or this new Windows Phone? Like, who's going to buy that? Other than people who just don't really care. It's going to be the one percent corporate that want a mobile version of Microsoft Office on it because the only way you're going to get a mobile version of Microsoft Office is on a Windows Phone. Yeah, I guess. So really, then they're their competition is the blackberry then because aren't they sort of primarily what's handed out to the corporate guys when they like isn't that what they're using for the most part blackberries for the majority of the front thinking companies yes but there are still those uh place where i'm at uh they hand their guys windows mobile phones because of the VPN support which is uh, uh, in Android and it's very very good so that's built in yeah like private network private networking sort of stuff yeah you can all do all that with Android and it works very very well yeah so yeah, I'm interested to see uh, next time. Uh, next time I see, you, I'll have to take a look at your phone. I'm interested to sort of play around with it and see. I haven't spent too much time with the with, it, with any sort of Android phone. Neither had I until I saw this phone. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, uh, I thought about getting an iPhone. Everyone has an iPhone, and I do want to develop apps for both because Android is going to be huge. It's not huge yet, but it will be. And oh, it's I, huge. I mean, I think when you look at uh, market share, I think Android has way more market share than the iPhone does. I'm pretty sure. Well, it's getting there, right? I mean, at least still... in the states, it, at least in the states, it does. But I, and I think that has to do with the fact that in the states, there's only one carrier for the iPhone, whereas there's a whole bunch of them are using Android or have Android phones, right? Yeah. I think worldwide that's a little different. Like I think worldwide, there's a lot more. Like people have a choice. Like in Canada, we we have a choice between carriers. We're not stuck with just AT and T. Well, that's a matter of opinion. If you be- don't believe that there's collusion, but yeah, no, I, I'm sure there's that too. But even in Europe, like there's 
you can get iPhones unlocked really easily and you can go to any sort of carrier that you want. Um, but in the States, you're sort of stuck with the one. Although I heard, I think Verizon is probably going to be launching a, an iPhone, a CDMA iPhone soon, but who knows. Well, I know they're doing an iPad. Yeah, so. I Actually, I read that too. Yeah, so that right there, it tells you that Apple and and um, um, Verizon are working together already. So I I could totally see in the new year them coming out with that because people have been talking about that forever. Because that'll be the kicker. Like the one thing you talk, you listen to people in the, in the states talk about the iPhone and they love it, except the the AT and T network is awful, right? And you have people who can't even make phone calls. Yeah, which I couldn't imagine, right? Like we don't really have that issue here. I mean, I'll, I'll get dropped calls every once in a while, but it's pretty few and far between. Yeah, that's agreed. We have uh, fairly good infra- infrastructure here. Yeah. So. Are you on, you're on Telus? Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm on Rogers. I don't think Rogers is as, I mean, it's good in Alberta, but I think in BC it's pretty sparse, the network, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, Telus is, I mean, pretty uh, cross country so yeah. uh, I know Rogers has a heavy uh, has a large network in Ontario yeah yeah so uh, but when what do you think mobile IE's, uh 9 is going to look like any idea I don't know if they were smart they'd just they just use WebKit. <laughs> this is Microsoft. They're not smart. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, Microsoft, um, you yeah. can come get me. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, if they've, um, if they put it, I mean, because I think IE9, the desktop version, looks pretty good. Like, they're actually doing some pretty cool stuff, and you can tell they've got lots of good people working on it. So maybe if they're, if they're using the same sort of um, uh, that same sort of mindset for the mobile version, then it might be pretty good. I don't know. Well, for some reason, though, it just seems to me everything Microsoft does, they somehow they end up making it lame. I don't know. <laughs> well, like it's like it's like a cultural thing. Like uh, maybe it's Steve Ballmer. I think he just everything that comes out of there is just for whatever reason in the last ten years has just been. <laughs> With one exception, the Xbox, Windows Seven. Yeah, I guess. See, I haven't used Windows Seven, so I'm not a Windows guy. But, but the Xbox Two is big. Like, I think the Xbox is an exception as well. Uh, no Blu-ray. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. They got the titles for now. Yes. See, that's just it. You talk to guys who are into it. I'm not a gamer, but like my son, who's 14, is into the Xbox big time, right? And I mean, if you ask him, it's about the games. Like, he doesn't, they don't care about the fancy stuff like Blu-ray or whatever. I mean, that's for, that's a different audience. But the, the guys who are into gaming, that's what, that's what they care about. But then you ask the same thing of guys like I have friends who have PS3s and they just say it's the greatest thing ever and they love the games and they would never go to an Xbox so depends who you ask yeah um just real quickly here uh two rumors I wanted to discuss with you yep Microsoft buying Adobe yikes (laughs) yeah I, I think I read that um I don't know well, I don't really. I mean, I don't know if. Um, I don't know. Adobe's kind of this company that you kind of. I don't really spend too much time thinking about them. I use, I use some of their software. I'll probably always use like I use Photoshop every day, Illustrator. That's pretty much it. Um, Photoshop and Illustrator. Um, and I've tried others, and I don't really. Like I, I still always come back to Photoshop. It's kind of my 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 standard one of my standard applications. That and and whatever text editor I'm using. And, um, but I don't. Know, I mean, I, who knows if Microsoft took over, what would happen? Because I mean, 
Adobe already is this, like their applications are huge and bloated and crazy, right? Like, like how much of Photoshop do you ever actually use, right? Yeah, that's very true. Or even know how to use. Like I've been using Photoshop for ten years, and I mean, I've even I even taught it for six years, and it's like I don't, I don't, I don't pretend to know half of what's in there, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, uh, I did take the Adobe certification test for Photoshop, and I passed. Yeah, so did I. That was a few years ago. Yeah, um, it's gotten a lot bigger since then. Uh, I just remember thinking how to completely unrelate like how irrelevant the exam was to like actually using Photoshop. Yeah. It was it was more about like knowing technic technical stuff. Uh I just thought it was I just thought it was a total cash grab on from like that whole um certification thing. Oh it was a total remember, it was a total cash grab. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, I, this doesn't prove anything. Like, if you if you pass this exam, all it means is that you studied the manual. It doesn't mean you know how to use Photoshop at all. Like, it, none of it was about actually using the software. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of crazy. Because I know a lot of people put a lot of stock in those certifications. And they I shouldn't. Just, no, I just think that's kind of silly. But um, if Microsoft were to buy Adobe... Uh, You'd probably see support for the Mac lasting another three years, and then you might see Apple or Google buying Corel to yeah. create a competitive product. You really think that Microsoft would would stop the Mac development of the software? Hell think yes. About a, think about how huge a market that is. Like I would wager ten percent of the PC market. No, like so. How? What's? What do you think the percentage of people that use, say, the Creative Suite? What percentage of them are on the Mac? Oh, probably about fifty percent. Yeah, at least, right? Like it's huge. So you really think they would cut out that much of their customer base just to spite Apple? <laughs> uh, maybe they would. They're that. Maybe they're that stupid. I don't know. No, I think they're that desperate. Yeah. Especially since how badly they're getting toasted in the mobile space. Well, but do you really think, though, like, people who use Macs, do you really think they're going to switch to Windows just to be able to use new the new version of Photoshop? Like, not likely. If you had no choice, would you? Oh, never. No, I'd look for alternatives. Or I, I just, I mean, to be completely honest, the features that I use every day in Photoshop haven't changed since Photoshop 5.5. Like, they really haven't. I, I don't use anything that I couldn't get with 5.5, five, which is 10 years old, right? So, But you can't run 5.5. I mean, five, five. Well, well, that's true, sure. But um, but from a feature standpoint, all they've done is just added a bunch of stuff to make things quicker. And sure, it's easier to do stuff. But I mean, I could get by with using CS4 for the next five years, for sure. I could, I could completely see Microsoft doing that. Yeah. Because they've yeah. talked about killing Office for the Mac yeah. within the next five years. I wonder why Apple wouldn't buy. I mean, Apple has more cash than Microsoft does. Why wouldn't they buy Adobe? Maybe that's what they're waiting. They're waiting for Microsoft to make an offer, and then they'll just come in and double it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's in stock that Apple has more cash. Right. I don't know. I heard that. I heard that Apple was the from a from like a, an actual cash standpoint, they're the richest company in the in the in the world. Oh, I believe that Apple likes having cash. Yeah, like they've got a lot of money in the bank, so which gives them a lot of sort of power. I mean, they can they can basically anything that they wanted to do, they can they could afford to do, right? Yeah. Um. Imagine if. Imagine what would happen if. Well, I couldn't. I, actually, I couldn't see Apple buying Adobe. I don't think they're really interested in that. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, they have their Final Cut suite. They seem to be content with that. Yeah, I could see them maybe coming out with yeah, like maybe buying something like Corel, and coming out with a suite like graphics, sort of 
like a, a, a Photoshop Illustrator competitor, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. That would be seen? if Microsoft did buy Adobe, though. Because, yeah. uh, as everyone knows, the relationship between Adobe and Apple has soured. And, I mean, I have a Mac Pro. I use the Adobe suite. You know, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, things have soured. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it is all business, right? It's yeah, not a matter sure. of culture or pride. It's the almighty dollar. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting though. I think. Um, have you ever used fire or uh, um, fireworks? I love fireworks. Yeah, you know what? I can't get it to run on my Mac without crashing. But if it didn't crash, I would love it because I like. I love the idea of the whole like it's really optimized for, or it's really built for creating web graphics. I think it would. I'd love to start using it, but every time I try to use it, I get five minutes in and it crashes. Okay. So you gotta get me your laptop because I'll get it running. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember I try. I went a while where I tried to use it. I just couldn't. It kept crashing. Yeah, no, I, I do it for all my quick and dirty graphic stuff. Yeah, it's way faster than Photoshop. Yeah, the thing is though, there's that learning curve. Like I've been using Photoshop for so long that it's just I don't really have to think much about what I'm doing anymore. I just sort of can do it. Oh, you went. <laughs> I have to let, think about fireworks. Yeah. yeah. And I love the multi-layered PNGs. Yeah, for sure. They're a lifesaver. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, uh, AOL and Yahoo. Uh, AOL is planning to purchase Yahoo, or at least that's the rumor. Yeah. And it actually went offline for a little bit today. I thought, oh, AOL actually bought it. Yeah, the only thing that worries me about that is that I'm a big Flickr user, and I'd hate to see what what would happen to Flickr. I don't know. I mean, although I thought the same thing when Yahoo bought Flickr. I thought, oh, great. And the only thing that's really changed is they they force you to now create a Yahoo account when you want to join Flickr, which is this whole drawn out insane process. Which I'm I I, I imagine like I I seriously think that they lose like probably ninety percent of their of their of potential users just through that whole process because it's so insane. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like you go to sign up for Flickr. And all of a sudden you're bumped to this Yahoo sign-up thing that, like from a branding perspective, doesn't give you any indication that it's even part of Flickr. Um, and then, oh, it's just crazy. Delicious anyway. is the same way. <laughs> yeah, delicious, same thing. Like I've been using delicious forever, and I love it. And, uh, and yeah, I remember thinking the same thing. Although, for the most part, Flickr hasn't really changed much. I still use it the same, and same with delicious, but... But I wonder if that would all change once AOL or if AOL buys it. Probably. AOL changes everything. Yeah. I actually use Picasa. So. That's Google's thing? Yeah. 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 They, How do you like that? It's good. They have a desktop application as well. That's like. So do, you uh, have, do you have. So it's online storage as well? Oh, yeah. Photos? How much space do you get? Uh, I don't know offhand. I do believe it's quite a bit, though. Yeah. See, that's the sort of the thing with Flickr that I like is you pay this sort of nominal yearly fee, and then you've got unlimited sort of data. Because I've got like, like I literally have eight thousand photos in my in my Flickr stream. Um, that's a lot of data, right? So. Well, depends. PNG, JPEG, or RAW files? Well, these are the original JPEGs. So, like, the like the same, like, the 4,000 pixel wide JPEGs. So that's a lot of data. Yeah, that is a lot of data, but it's not that much. Yeah. Right? I mean, when you consider everything. Uh, well, yeah, hard drives are cheap now. Well, yeah, I mean, you get a terabyte for 65 bucks, right? 
Yeah, I've got about six of them. <laughs> I'm just trying yeah, to find out it, what the uh, web space. I believe it's around eight gigabytes that you get for free. Yeah. See, Before... that wouldn't that wouldn't really suffice for me. That's like I have a mobile me account too, but I don't really use it for anything other than syncing contacts. You don't so that's use kind of why I bought. You don't use Google Calendar for that. I use Google Calendar, but I, for syncing contacts, I use MobileMe. Uh. Yeah. yeah, I sort of have this weird hybrid <laughs> version. Of, I use Google Calendar for my calendar, like on my iPhone and desktop, like to sync it all. But then I use MobileMe for contacts, and I don't know. And then I use Gmail for like all my email. Yeah. That was one of the nice things about the Android was the uh I just sign in just put in my Google account and everything was there. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Right. Uh for sure. Yeah, like with my touch, right? I mean I had to export my contacts from Gmail, put them in right. my Mac app uh address book and then sync it and all that. Yeah. But, yeah, mobile me is pretty slick. Hey. <laughs> um, we're just wrapping up, so uh mobile me's pretty slick. Uh yeah, uh I, I like I I just like the fact that if I'm at a meeting or something, I can add someone to my contacts um, on my phone, and then it's automatically on my iPad and my Mac, and it's or whatever, right? It's just easy. I don't have to worry about because I hate the thing I hate the most about the iPhone is is the whole iTunes syncing. Like I, if I don't have to sync anything, I I like that. Like the fact that I use. Um, I don't really have to sync anything on my iPhone anymore because I use. Gmail for the calendars, mobile me for contacts. Um, all my email is IMAP, so that's all automatic. Even like I use uh, one password for password management, which is awesome. And now they support Dropbox syncing, so it's like everything's everything syncs automatically, which is great. Yeah, Android supports that too. Yeah, the Dropbox syncing. Um, yeah. j- just a quick thing before we go here. Um, with regards to um, web development, uh, on Windows, my four main web browsers that I test against are uh, Chrome, Firefox, uh, Safari, Opera, and Internet Explorer. And on the Mac, yeah. I test it against Safari, Chrome, Firefox, and Opera. Um and yep. obviously on Linux, I do Conquer, uh, Firefox, and uh, Opera. Do you test against those main browsers as well? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much except for the except for Linux. I don't ever test on Linux. I just it's not something I've ever done. But um, uh, but yeah, those are the I mean the same ones. Um, uh. On like I use a Mac, so I have VMware like Fusion, which I run Windows on, and on that I have IE6, IE7, or sorry, IE6 and IE8, which IE8 lets you lets you spoof it or check it as IE7 as well. Um, and then Firefox on on the PC, um, Safari on the PC, Chrome on the PC, and then and then on the Mac I have same thing, Safari, Chrome. Firefox and Opera. Yeah. Yeah, just FYI, um, if it works in Firefox on Windows and on the Mac, it works in yeah. Firefox on Linux. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it's probably pretty close. Uh, it's pretty damn close to exact, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, until next week, and we'll have a bit more about... Uh, more on the mobile web development I wanted to get into some Joomla 
stuff because I'm a big Joomla sure. dev. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people out there doing WordPress. Um, I'm not big on the whole WordPress thing simply because of security issues, but um, I do do some WordPress and I have a few tips and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. What do you use mostly, Dalen? Is it uh, Drupal or WordPress or custom? No, uh, well, it depends. Um, I use I do of the of the sort of available or CMS's WordPress is probably the one I use the most. I tend to do a lot of custom stuff. Like um, right now, I'm building two different custom CMSs for different people just because. There's just no way I could I could fit what they wanted into something that already exists. But um, but yeah, I do a lot of WordPress when it's just quick stuff and um, someone wants a simple CMS that works. I use WordPress, and I think the whole the whole security thing that you brought up is not really an issue. I mean, the thing about WordPress is that it's open source and it's really widely used, so it's the target. But at the same point, because it's open source, you've got hundreds of people actively trying to poke holes in it and develop for it and fix the holes. So I mean, when there when there is a um, a hole found, which of course there is, um, it's patched right away. And the thing is, with things like Joomla, I don't think there are that many people worried about. Like I bet you, there's as many holes in Joomla as there are in WordPress. Um, it, they just don't really get targeted, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the CMS, whatever the CMS is, I just think WordPress is. I mean, it's being used by so many different websites that it's an obvious target. Um, it's like, uh, right? So I mean, and I think the idea that there's there's so many people actively developing and patching it and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I feel pretty safe using WordPress, and I think when there are issues with it, they're addressed pretty pretty abruptly and pretty quickly yeah and I found that it's just if you get behind on the updates and that kind of thing oh yeah for sure that's that's another thing too you have to it's getting better now they have these the auto updates sort of things and it makes it really easy but um, but yeah I definitely that's a valid point if you're if you built a site for someone a year ago I mean you gotta you gotta make sure that you're in there updating or their WordPress installer the core or else they're gonna be in trouble well, that's I guess a annual billable thing you can work in now. Yeah. <laughs> the thirty-five seconds it takes to press the update button. Well, they don't know <laughs> that it takes thirty-five seconds. That's true. Thirty-five seconds from your life that you have to get on your iPhone and do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, that's. Uh, pretty much everything for this podcast we'll get into much more detailed uh, development stuff i also want to touch on some ruby on rails and that kind of thing so all right thanks trevor all right thanks dalen i'll talk to you later all right.